Hello, and welcome to Improbable Things. I'm Jay Grace Pennington, and this is my podcast where I share six improbable things before breakfast, and that would be six thoughts about writing, reading, or science fiction, or something along those lines. And uh, I'm actually trying to figure out where I'm going to go from here as far as recording these, because I've been recording them in my car in the mornings to... Uh, have quiet, but mostly also to avoid waking up the other people in the house, especially the babies. (laughs) So it's starting to get pretty cold out here, so I'm going to have to figure something else out. But uh, anyway, uh, good morning to everyone, and let's dive in on today's six things. So number one, as the last day of November, this is also the last day of NaNoWriMo, and I just completed my last few words this morning, and I'm really excited and happy about that and kind of surprised because, as I've mentioned on here, I decided to do it kind of last minute and haven't done it successfully for years, and even the previous times that I have won, I've always ended up writing about 10,000 words or more on the last day, I think. My record was uh, the last time I did it successfully, which I think was in 2015. I wrote 11,000 words the last day, which I do not recommend, but it is quite an achievement to brag about. But this time I actually stayed really well on track the entire time, which I've never been able to write that consistently in my life. And so uh, I'm really happy about that and really hoping to see how I can bottle that and use it again. But Uh, Book is not finished, but I've gotten to 50,000 words, and I'm really proud of that. So number two, I now have to figure out how and when I am going to finish the book, because I'm not sure how many more words it'll end up being, but it has another about like three and a half chapters still on the outline. And so it's it's a good bit more of writing still left to do, and I'm it's hard to figure out, like, I'm trying to decide, should I keep going like I have and and write early in the mornings and just knock it out? Because honestly, it's more likely, I feel like it's more likely to happen if I keep up this momentum, but it would also be nice to have a break because waking up early in the morning, um, has been a great way to get this writing done, but it also would be great to be able to go back to sleep in the mornings. (laughs) So I'm just trying to decide if I should give myself a little break or just ride this momentum through to the end. Also with the holidays, it might be nice not to worry about it, but I do really want this book to actually get finished and not just sit around like this for years like some of my other books have. So I'll keep you all updated whether I'm going to keep working on this in December or give it a break for the month or even just for a week or I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that, but I do really want to prioritize getting it finished. Number three, once the book is finished, it's of course still not finished because this is only the first draft. And as I've mentioned, I do feel like it needs a lot of work. One thing I really noticed at the the part of the story where I am right now is that the stakes seem to be a little bit low and they didn't seem that way in the outline, but it always seems to turn out a little bit different in the actual writing process. So there's just to give an example, it's not, uh, I'll keep it vague so as not to give any spoilers, but there's, you know, a relationship in the book where, you know, the main character, Rachel, has a relationship with someone and it ends up ending in a really, you know, discouraging and disappointing kind of way. But I realized um, once I got to that point that 
it just felt like maybe because I knew the relationship was going to end that I hadn't really invested that much into it. Like I didn't feel like either the character or the audience or me (laughs) cared that much about the relationship ending when it's supposed to be a pretty big deal for her character. So I think that's one thing I'm going to need to do is up the stakes on that and other things, just make you really care more about what happens to her. Like I feel as I'm reading it, there's a few points where I really feel connected to her and her journey, but a lot of the time I don't, and that could just be because I'm so close to it and immersed in it and don't have perspective on it, but I really do feel like the stakes are too low and there's a lot of things that just sort of happen to her um, without, you know, the appropriate things that she could lose or whatever. The, the, the things that make you really care about what's happening to her are maybe a little bit lacking. So got to figure out some ways to up the stakes, but now is not the time to worry about that because it's just the first draft. Um, it's just one thing I've noticed as I've been writing, especially this morning. So number four, another thing to take into consideration with my writing is I still have to refinish Firmament Eleftheria after having lost the last 6,000 words a month ago today. So I am feeling a little more ready to do that now than I was a month ago. Now that I've had a little distance from it, you know, once I had just written those words and then lost them, it was pretty, uh, I was pretty unmotivated at the thought of having to go back and redo what I had literally just done. (laughs) But having a little more distance from it, I think actually helps. I was a little bit torn on whether it was better to try to do it right away while I could still potentially remember some of what I'd written or to give it some time. And I think giving it some time was the right approach because I just feel just the distance, I think helps my attitude about it. Um, I'm not at, because, you know, when I was really immersed in it, like I mentioned before, like you can get a little too close to it in a sense. And I think, you know, having some distance can actually make it more appealing to go back. Like I'm more excited to go back into this world and those characters because I've had a chance to miss them. And so that that's always been a motivation to me with the Firmament series is I love the characters so much. I actually will miss them when I'm away from them too long as if they were actually real people that are really my friends. So I think that actually is going to help me be able to go back and redo those last chapters again just like oh I miss these characters I want to spend some more time with them so I need to figure out when I'm going to do that also and, and that will probably play into my decisions about where to go with my nano book is just um am I going to take a break and maybe I'll do firmament and you know take a break from this book and do that book or maybe I'll take a break from all writing should I do or should I finish my nano book in December and then take a little break and then finish my firmament book in January. I don't know. Who knows? And of course it's all contingent on a lot of other things. There's holidays, there's kids. We're looking at Lord willing, being able to move into our first house in the new year, if all goes well. And so that's obviously going to have an effect on what I'm going to be able to do, but I'm going to be thinking about all those things, updating everyone here. And hopefully on my blog, I've been enjoying getting back into blogging and may be able to do some more of that as well. So number five, moving into some currently reading, I'm actually almost finished with Atlas Shrugged. And I think when I started this podcast, like a month and a half ago or whatever it was, I was in the middle of Atlas Shrugged, I think, or, you know, I was well into it. And now I'm 
I think I'm maybe like four chapters from the end. The chapters are insanely long. Like I usually have to break them up into at least a couple of pieces, but I am really get, finally getting near the end. Um, and I've mentioned before how, you know, it's, it's a worldview I don't completely agree with. You know, there's a lot of good insight she has and a lot of truth in there, but there's also a lot of humanism and a lot of really bad philosophy in my opinion. But I am really impressed. Like I'm impressed by her writing anyway. You know, it's, it's enjoyable to read, um, her paragraphs and her descriptions are really beautiful. And, um, it's all like, she's a really good writer, but I think what impresses me most about it is just that this woman was able to get me to read like a thousand pages about people that I are not that appealing to me and a worldview I don't really agree with. And that's mostly about railroads that I know nothing and care nothing about. And it's, and just like the technicalities of railroads and, and all this corrupt politics and just stuff that you don't normally consider really engaging reading, or at least I don't personally, maybe you have a huge affinity for railroads that would make it absolutely riveting to you. But just the fact that she was able to get me not only to read so much of all of that, but to make me really enjoy it. I mean, I haven't been like, Oh, I have to finish this book. Like I enjoy every time I sit down and read it. And even though it's some, some pretty awful things happening. And like I said, some, a lot of subjects I really don't care about at all, um, or know anything about, you know, and I'm not going to walk away with this from, from this with some huge knowledge of railroads, like, but it's just been, she's made it really appealing to read about, at least to me. And I find that very impressive. Um, so I may need to take some notes from her on how you can make a topic that maybe does not have a lot of, uh, a wide appeal into something that people can enjoy reading about. And, um, so yeah, again, I haven't completely finished it. I'll update y'all when I have, it will probably take me the rest of this week about to finish, but I would recommend it for sure if you have time to read a thousand page book. Um, it's just very interesting, very timely, and like I said, really enjoyable. I'm not having to force myself through it, even though it's really long. Um, just breaking it up into small chunks, I've been really enjoying every time I sit down to read it, despite some, like I said, some pretty bad philosophy. And then also there is some some sexual scenes and stuff that I kind of just uh, glaze past a little bit, but really, really interesting book. I'm really glad I decided to read it. And number six kind of ties into actually all of that into my book and Atlas Shrugged and everything. Um, this morning I was listening to the latest Babylon Bee podcast and they had comedian Thor Ramsey on there and they were just talking about Christian movies and why they can tend to be pretty bad. Uh, but they were also pointing out that a lot of the more mainstream Hollywood movies have kind of gone this direction too, where they're just really preachy and, and just kind of hit you over the head with their message rather than being entertaining or even really, um, not, they're not even that thought provoking. Cause you don't even have to think they just tell you like, here's the message. And it's always Christian movies have always tended that way, I think. But now we're seeing a lot more of that from more liberal Hollywood sources as well. I think where they just hit you over the head with the message and there's no subtlety or anything. And I thought one thing that the guy on the podcast was saying that was, uh, was a good point, And I've heard this before as well, is that those kinds of 
stories tend to start out with a message and then they try to fit a story around the message and it doesn't end up being a very good story because it's kind of forced, it's not organic. But um, I was thinking about that because at first I was thinking, you know, a lot of my stories and then other people's stories that I admire, they're so infused with a message um, and and they that can be good, but it has to be in a way that's I guess organic where the story and message kind of flow out of each other but but that's as I was thinking about that it made me realize I think there is a difference between a message and a theme because I think a message I would tend to think of that at least for my definition for the point of this conversation is more of a moral almost like you would tack on the end of like an Aesop's fable like here is the message of this story and you just tell it and the whole point of that story was to drive home like whatever like this sentence like you know slow and steady wins the race there's the moral of the story the story is about that it's about this one statement of truth or what you believe is truth whereas to me a theme is not going to be a single statement like that but it's going to be an entire topic that you're touching on and exploring so instead of saying you know this story is about how slow and steady wins the race. And you've got a quick little moral that you can sum up easily. You can say this story is about racing and the different qualities people display in the way that they race or something, <laughs> something along those lines. Like, so I'll give an, an example uh, from my writings. The, the book that I'm doing now for Nano, it's called Shows. And the reason it's called Shows, it's a little bit of a double meaning because there is a show that the main character ends up watching a lot with one of her friends, but it's ultimately about the shows that we all put on for each other and the way we choose to display ourselves to the world and how that may or may not reflect what's underneath, you know, to the eyes of the beholder. And so we go through life, we see each other, but what we're really seeing is the shows that we're putting on for each other to see. And it takes more it takes, it takes, you know, different experiences or a longer amount of time, or it's harder to see what's underneath. Um, and it takes a lot more investment, a lot more time, and sometimes changing the way you're looking at that person. So that's not a single message that I can sum up, you know, in a snappy little phrase. It's not me saying, this is about how hiding yourself is bad or whatever. I don't know. Or this is about how people are more than what they seem, even though it, that's not really even a moral because it's not a statement of, you know, how you should act. But all that to say, what I wanted to do with this story is that every character and every situation is flowing out of that premise of an exploration of how we put on shows for each other and what that looks like and how it applies to different relationships and how it affects us. And so it's not like I wanted to tell a message and then I was like, hmm, what story can preach this message? Like, it's more that the story is different, several different angles that are flowing out of a general topic. And so I don't know, I, I was just, it got me thinking this morning between writing that and then listening to this podcast about some small differences between tacking a message onto a story or crafting a story around a message in a way that doesn't fit and is, again, preachy. Uh, and then the difference between that and 
having a theme that the entire story naturally flows out of. And um, I think the difference between that can be hard to pinpoint. And there's, there's a spectrum for sure. It's not just one or the other. And, and um, there are different ways to accomplish that. But uh, it's interesting to think about and something for me to keep in mind uh, as a Christian writer, because I do really want to convey truth with my writing and to affect people's lives, um, encourage people, help people, again, just convey truth. Then I want to be really aware of how I'm doing that and doing it in a way that, you know, if it's not an enjoyable story, it's not going to effectively convey what I'm trying to say because people aren't going, it's not going to sink into people's hearts. And so... That, de- that distinction between a theme and, and a message or a moral is something I really want to continue to keep in mind moving forward as I hone my craft and, Lord willing, get better at writing and, and better at storytelling. So that's my six things for today. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I definitely did. Had a wonderful time with family. Please let me know any of your thoughts about themes and messages, about Atlas Shrugged, about writing schedules. If you did, Nano, let me know so I can uh, congratulate or encourage you. And um, just hope that everyone has a great day and a great week ahead as we start this holiday season. So thanks again for listening and stay improbable. Bye.